0: If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Well, Jane Morgan runs the Dinner Club in Napier, preparing and serving nutritious meals and providing a space to connect for displaced Hawke's Bay residents. The club meets every Friday night at the Taradale Anglican Church, and we invited Jane on RCR for a chat because we want to hear about the incredible work she's doing and also to get an update on how these displaced families and individuals are doing since Cyclone Gabriel, which is, well, months and months and months ago now. So Jane Morgan joins us. Hi, Jane. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Paul. My pleasure. Thanks for having me here. Okay, so uh, the point I just made, it, it seems like ages ago now, Cyclone Gabriel, what are we, six months, seven months, something like that? Or? Nine. How many? Nine months ago. Nine! <laughs> Where did the time go? <laughs> so, so there are still displaced Hawke's Bay residents after that long? Are there?
1: Uh, I, I won't say thousands, but there's certainly hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are still not uh, in homes, that are living in sheds and caravans, that are Um, stuck in emergency or temporary accommodation service providing um, housing for them yeah
0: is that because well well, i guess there'll be various reasons for that but i mean are there any consistent themes there is it slow to get insurance payouts there was no insurance Uh, i mean why why are they still in in this situation all this time later i
1: think varies from person to person. So um, at the dinner club, everybody that has attended has been um, insured, so we haven't had to deal with any stories of of um, the lack of support from um, from insurance. Right. The speed with which insurance companies are actually processing claims has been an issue. Um, yeah. I would imagine that there's a bit of a, 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 bit of a um, rush on builders. There's only so many builders, and we've got suddenly a whole pile nice. of houses that need to be Um, sprayed, cleaned, um, rebuilt. Um, You know, people are waiting for kitchen joinery to be delivered. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot of reasons why people aren't in in their homes yet.
0: And what's the mood like amongst people in that situation after all this time? You you must notice that.
1: Um, uh, People are, these people are, are remarkably adaptable and they have gone through the entire range of emotions from anger to distress to almost sort of resignation but at the end of the day they just have to keep getting up every morning and carrying on you know. so then it's groundhog day, they just get up and look at the next pile of silt or the next hmm. pile of soggy belongings that they're trying to sort of get through they don't have really the luxury of time to feel anything except oh well, let's just keep going. Um, yeah. But I know there has been a lot of anger, people can't quite believe it's taking as long as it is um, to to get any action from insurers from the council on the buyouts and all those other things.
0: So stoicism and resilience.
1: Oh yeah, perfect description. They don't complain. You know, we've got people that are that are living thirty kilometres away from their um, home because right. they've been offered temporary accommodation. Um, And they always are very quick to say, you know, I'm not complaining, I've got somewhere to stay. But that means they're completely isolated. They're in a place where they don't know the community, they don't know their neighbours. And that's probably why we've had, uh, you know, we've we've had some birthdays and events at the dinner club, which Mm. surprised me that they wouldn't choose to... Do it somewhere else with friends, but they're actually um, they've kind of formed a little flood family, if you like, and and they're not with their family and friends anymore. They are adopted all over Bay, some of them, and others are um, you know rural communities are generally quite close, but uh, every second neighbour is not there. They've been put into an emergency motel, or they're staying with friends, or some you know some other sort of arrangement has been made for them.
0: That's interesting. So a a a camaraderie kind of forms up, right, is what you're saying?
1: Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's been really lovely to watch it happen over the time. So people would come in, especially in the early days, shortly after the cyclone, and they would be – grey in their face they would be hunched over the, you know the body language experts would be saying whoa these people are not happy and yeah. they would just come in and they would eat their meal they would you know, and there was you know, there was a lot of anger at that stage and and um distress and now watching them come into the room and there's hugs and there like, i sort of say to people their hugs have gotten less desperate they're more um uh, warm and and sort of like like the sort of hug you'd give a friend and and they're, you know, oh, my gosh, have you got your um, bench top yet? Or, hey, I've got that <laughs> towel rail for you, or that sort of thing. So, yeah, they have very much formed. And it's something I didn't even think about happening. I was just imagining we were going to churn out a whole pile of yummy meals for these people. Um, but, you know, they're going off to meals together on other nights. They're having working bees at each other's houses, and they're supporting each other in a in a way that a community does. But they're prior to the 14th of February, almost none of them knew each other.
0: That's really cool, isn't it? And to see that in front of your eyes and to know that you have played a part in bringing that together must be Uh, be a great thing.
1: It's wonderful. (laughs) It really is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and and, and of course it is concerning as well because I do worry about um, how long we can keep doing this and and taking away that that sense of community and that support structure, which which is something that weighs heavily on my mind at the moment.
0: You'll have to set up a commune. <laughs> I'm the, not the, feeling
1: the, commune vibes with most of these people.
0: <laughs> run by by Jane, the head of the commune. Oh, that
1: would that would be a camp lover. I love it. Oh well, dear.
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm just thinking because you, what you're reminding me of is what I observed, not directly, but through all the live streams. And um, you know, and I'm not looking for any excuse to bring this up, but uh, one thing I noticed about what happened at Parliament was the way. A whole bunch of disparate, different people from all walks of life um, came together, and it seemed to be a very natural thing to build a highly functional community very quickly.
1: It was. I, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know I was uh, went down in the convoy and was de- there until. Well, you know, you know the, better uh, than
0: than me. So, yeah.
1: It was amazing. I used to do um, walk arounds at sort of three or four o'clock in the morning because it was by then usually everyone had gone off to bed. And it was very peaceful, and I would just sort of walk around and go, oh, my goodness, over there's the recycle centre. That wasn't there yesterday. So someone had said, we've got way too much rubbish, uh, and we're just chucking it into black sacks. Let's actually build a recycle centre. And, and watching that, I, I used to sort of think what it would be like to be perhaps in, in New Zealand back in the 1800s, as it was, you know, Napier was a fishing village, for goodness sake, and people used to have right. fishing carts and not much else. And, and we, we developed that um, um, Freedom Village, uh, like it or not, um, <laughs> in very short order and it works beautifully, it really did and, and it, go figure, I ended up in the coffee cart and the food tents
0: while I was down there Yeah, <laughs> yeah well that's a, that's your thing, um, it seems but um, it, it just shows you that um, because and we'll get back right back into what you're doing in, in just a second, but one of the big um, excuses, let's say that the politicians had uh, not being able to come to the front door and talk to anyone was that there, were, there was no leadership there was no leader but the thing is in that situation, I don't know how long it could go on like that, you kind of didn't need a leader.
1: We, we ended up with um, the sense of that community that I've talked about at the dinner club, whereby that lawn, and I know that there will be the naysayers will be grinding their teeth and seizing with rage, that was our home. We yeah. took great care of that. We took care of, of our, our neighbours. I've never met... And talked to so many strangers in my life as I did that um, that three weeks that I was down there, and people from all walks of life. There were, I mean, it was the most amazing cross section of, of New Zealand. And at no stage, you know, there was the odd troublemaker, and they very shortly, um, very swiftly rather, were told, you know, this is not appropriate, and that's off. Um, and people kind of went to their strengths, so so whilst I joked about me ending up in the food tent, hmm. people would sort of put their hand up and go, you know what, I'm going to be great for security because I'm a big strapping lad and I'm not scared of, of telling yeah. that larrikin that's had a be too many drinks to bog off for the night, sort of thing. Um, and, and to me, that organic growth was incredible to witness and um, and must have been quite terrifying for so them looking down on, them, on us from on high, wondering just how we'd managed to do it.
0: Because yeah, not, it's not supposed to work that way.
1: No, it's not. And they don't want it to work that way, of course. <laughs>
0: no, well, it'll be out of, first of all, out of a job. Um, back to Napier. Yeah, fishing village. That's how it started, right? A fishing village.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what, what the population was, but uh, it was pretty. It was pretty small, and um, and from there, it, you know, turned into quite a beautiful city. Well, it was for a while. It's it's a bit rugged now with um, crime rates and um, well, that's and sad. And that sort of thing. But, oh, so that's um, a,
0: that's a, pr- a problem in the old fishing village now, is it?
1: <laughs> it rather is.
0: <laughs> I think it's the same in most or many places. So, when did you kick into action, Jane, with the with the dinner club?
1: The dinner club started in May officially, uh, so prior to the site I just was out in my car driving around with lasagnas and baking and <laughs> wet wipes and bottles of water, just sort of forcing myself on people, you need my help, I'm here, um, and, and then I was actually talking to uh, a couple who were in their 70s nearly 80 actually and they gave me a tour of their house and I was just completely overwhelmed with what they were dealing with
0: yeah. and they were yeah.
1: um, they made themselves this um, you know it was it was cold May you know that's winter um, and they'd made themselves this little kitchen area in their um, shed which was also their, had been their um, roadside stall veggie shop And they had a little caravan outside, which I showed them how to use the toilet because they were not campers, uh, so they had no idea what they were doing. And they were so brave. And she said to me, she made a joke actually. She said to me, We've been married, we've been married for 49 years, and she said, I don't know if we'll make it to 50 living in a caravan. (laughs) And then she just roared with laughter. They're gorgeous, Um, and it made me sort of go, These people need some help. They need, uh, they need someone to lighten the load, even if it's just for one day of the week, one you know, one evening. Um, because they can't cook a nice meal, they've got you know a tiny little oven that they don't know how to use. Um, most of them yeah. are using it to store yeah. books. They've got two elements. Um, you know they've they've gone from a beautiful big home with space and all their possessions to cramped quarters, uh, and and depression is is rife through the community. Uh, so they're not feeding themselves. They're they're working through the silt and the destruction every day. And then they're having a cup of tea and a piece of toast and going to bed. That's the common message I was getting from people.
0: Yeah, that's a um, a big change. That's a huge change, um, sort of like um, brought down to hard reality right there.
1: Mm, mm. And through no fault fault of their own. You know, it's not not like they did anything. They survived Um, and then have spent and are still spending. You know, a lot of them are going to be spending Christmas in caravans and sheds.
0: Um, you you mentioned depression uh, there. Uh, you know, um, I, I can see how that could be. It could be a, a big blow, and you could think that the world was kind of yeah. a, against you. Mm. Uh, what, what are the sort of what are the telltale signs of that in this situation? Uh, I'm not. Look, I'm not
1: an expert in mental health. Um, so I don't think you have to be though, my... Jane. Do you? You can sort of you <laughs> know
0: you notice how how people sort of are right.
1: You do, and we've had some examples where I have picked up on the fact that someone was looking a little bit down, desperate, um, or they just stopped coming to dinner. That's a, another one. So for many oh, of them, this is a lifeline. They come every week. We've got a, a core of the same people that come, and I have no problem with that. The the deal was, if you're in a caravan or what have you over the winter, you're welcome to come every single Friday. And then they'll stop coming, and I'll message them and go, hey, you okay? Uh, and oh. quite often the answer will be, no, not really. Just didn't think I could face... People And these are the people they're comfortable with. These are the people that, that get the situation that they're in. And one of the messages that I hear from people is we don't feel right when we go out in social settings anymore. We don't feel like we belong. That's really oh, interesting. Yeah. I, think, I think we've got a lot of mental, um, I, don't, I don't want to say mental health issues, but there's a lot for these people to grapple with as they reintegrate into society, um, from being flood people <laughs> to being like the flood um, people, normal yeah. citizens again. The flood yeah. people yes,
0: it's yeah. Yeah. But here, yeah. Here they come, the flood people. Um, <laughs> so, um, do, are they paying for these meals or do you provide them free? How does it work, if you don't mind me asking? Oh,
1: um, no, that's, uh, that's fine, The meals are free for them. Oh, wow. So, um Originally, and I um, originally I didn't really think this through. I suppose I, you know I live on my own, so I can buy whatever I want, and, and that's all fine and dandy. Um, feeding fifty people is a whole different story. I remember standing in the butcher shop just about passing out when he said to me, "It'll be three hundred and two dollars for the meat." <laughs> yeah. um, so initially, it was it was um, not funded uh, at all, and that obviously wasn't sustainable. So I sort of fired out a few please help requests, and we have had some incredible support. And I'd, and I would it would be really, um, what's the word? appropriate I suppose if I could um, thank the Evergreen Foundation, the Bay Foundation, and also the Mayor of Napier, Kirsten Wise. Uh, those three have
0: um, Oh, the mayor
1: been away. So, yeah, uh, Kirsten has been a huge supporter of the dinner club. Uh, she's come along to dinner and she's dipped into the mineral fund a couple of times to um, support us as well.
0: And uh, it's at the Anglican Church. Is there any sort of Anything um, um, religious about that, or is that just the venue?
1: <laughs> no, so the Terrier Anglican Church have been amazing and, and yeah. donated the venue for free. The right. the basic um, rule, for want of a better word, of Dinner Club is there's no politics, there's no religion, there's no nothing. It is a completely safe space because I can guarantee that two thirds of them might know that I'm a river of filth veteran. <laughs> Um, Many of them will um, be mask-wearing, quad-shot type Oh, that's an interesting uh, one.
0: (laughs) That's an interesting sort of mix because there is a bit of a divide there, potentially, maybe not all the time.
1: No, there is one of them. One of them made a comment. Um, I don't think I give off River of Silk vibes, obviously, because um, he made an observation about those ferals down on the lawn. Uh, one night while he was talking to me.
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: <laughs> and, I just smiled and, said, hmm. and actually, it was a missed opportunity in hindsight. I probably should have had an awkward conversation with him, but it wasn't the place. Um, and it may have made things awkward. And then he might have missed out on that sport that he very much needed. Yeah, you got to um, t- t- sort of rise his, above
0: those, rise above those exactly, moments, I suppose.
1: Exactly, because he, he gets his news from 6pm, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
0: that, that seems that, to be the common feature. That That's a very common denominator there, right there, um, where you get your um, news from.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think that was something that was quite valuable for me was, um, and for my social circle, for a better word, was while I was down at the protest, people would message me and say, God, oh, they're saying children are playing in their own faeces in the playground. Is that for real? And I'd say, come with me. We'd go for a walk and I'd do a live video and say, look, here is the cleanest playground you'll see in Wellington. Of children playing happily, uh, well-supervised, well-fed, and certainly not playing in their own feces. So I was able to sort of debunk on the spot the lies that were being told at six o'clock every night. It woke up quite a few of my friends who were sort of going, well, hang on a minute, she's down there and she's showing us this and telling us that, and yet we're sitting here watching this rubbish at six o'clock on the news and getting another dose at ten o'clock and a top-up at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, and it got quite a few people sort of ticking over in their mind just how misled they were by what was actually being presented by our mainstream media.
0: Yeah, it seems that, um, again, speaking about that particular occasion, that people were very quick to judge.
1: Um, I I mean, in fairness to them, they were being spoon-fed um, poison about what was going on, the lies that came out of of anybody that was a supporter of the Labor government um, or a follower of the line. Um, yeah, um, it, it, I don't I don't blame them, I guess. Um, but most of what was being put out there was untrue. I wouldn't have stayed if it was an unsafe environment. I was on my own, you know, my yeah. little old
0: Well, you could see what you got to do is what my- all you had to do is watch the feeds, and they were easy to get yeah. to. Um, yeah. and that would have told you everything you needed to know about that. Oh, well it is, it is what it is. So how, how much longer do you think you'll be doing the dinner club? Can you see it sort of like at any point that there must come a time where most, most of the people's cases are, are sorted out and, are sort of moving back to more of a normal life. Um, how far off do you think that might be?
1: Well, it's a tricky one, really, because the original idea was just to get them through a a hard winter in Hawke's Bay. It's pretty cold here in Hawke's Bay in the wintertime. Here we are, um, you know, December, and uh, there's no sign of any change. So for me, um, I did a questionnaire. I asked everybody at the dinner club uh, what they wanted to do, and the overwhelming feedback was could you get us through the anniversary at least, so February 14th next year. Um, but it's one of those really tricky things where whilst you don't want to create a dependency, you also yeah. don't want to rip the rug out from underneath them too quickly and and that's something that I'm grappling with at the moment is how we sort of progress from a weekly dinner that's not sustainable long term um you know it's it's it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of money um but you know, do we look at doing one of the things I've joked with them is that when they move into their house, we're going to have a potluck dinner at their place or a housewarming party, which the dinner club will bring salads and a barbecue, and we'll have you know bring your own chair, guys, because there won't be any in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, so we can we can go full circle and celebrate what they've um, what they've gone through um, when they get the keys to their new house if they've taken the buyout. Um, Maybe we go for potluck dinners or go to a restaurant and have a meal. Um, a lot of them are minding their money at the moment because every single person has said that they were they thought they were insured enough, but they're very scared that they're not going to be. Yeah. Um, so so they're not spending any money if they can avoid it. But once they're back in their houses, they might be more comfortable to sort of say, well, yeah, let's go out for a meal every two weeks. And then I can perhaps make one once a month for them just to keep them together. For, it. I mean, I'd love to do this for as long as the last person says they need it. But it's got to be sustainable, and I am running out of money at high speed. So um, that's that's my main problem, of course.
0: The universe will top you up.
1: Um, yes, so far so good. So I'm um, I'm hopeful that that will that will continue to be the case. Because um, one of the common messages is that that these people feel forgotten. You know, life goes on. I get that. It has to. But for these guys, life hasn't gone on. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I'm. Yeah, I'm very mindful of of making sure that they get that nourishment and nurturing that they need. But um, we'll see.
0: What's on the menu this Friday?
1: Uh, actually, this Friday was going to be roast mutton because someone donated a um, home kill for me. Um, but um, we've got, very exciting actually, we've got a helicopter pilot, uh, one of the guys, that one of the absolute heroes that flew all over Hawke's Bay that day, rescuing people off the rooftops, uh, and he is um, coming along to uh, surprise the guests and talk to them, and there are several people there that he actually rescued. They wouldn't be alive today if he hadn't flown past and, and plucked them off their roof. Um, so I'm sort of modifying it purely because of the format of the evening we have to change to fit in this. Speaker, so we're going to have um purple asparagus rolls for our starter uh the asparagus was donated by a local grower here and then we're going to have lasagna with salads and then and garlic bread of course and then i'm thinking i might like some sort of ambrosia using peaches and and fruit and other things from my pantry i've got a big pantry of um, preserves from last summer
0: yum who's the helicopter pilot do you want to put a name
1: Oh, I don't know his surname. I've only got a first name. It's Cam. Um, Cam,
0: okay. All right. Well, yeah. good on you, Cam. Well, that sounds like it's going to be another great Friday at the dinner club. It will. It will. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thanks for the work you're doing, Jane.
1: Um, look, it's um, it's my absolute pleasure. I, I get so much joy out of doing it that uh, people say to me, oh, how do you keep going? It's like, you know what? I'm how to my feet out. When those people walk in on a Friday night, it's just like – the best feeling in the world. It really is quite wonderful.
0: Fantastic. Have we missed anything? Have have we heard all Um, we need to know so we we can have a good idea of what the Dinner Club in Napier is?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, if people want to support the Dinner Club, we have a Facebook page where they're welcome to reach out and um, we have a, I haven't started to give a little account because they um, steal 5% off the top. So we've got a a Dinner Club bank account if people want that, I can provide that to you. Uh, We have um we've received donations from uh, across across the country, actually. A lot of Twitter yep. followers mine have uh, donated, which has been amazing. Uh, we have a Facebook page uh, originally called The Dinner Club. <laughs> yep. um, so people can reach out via that um, or they can, um, yeah. Uh,
0: the Facebook page, if people wanted to um, send you a message through there, you could fire them back to bank account and things like that.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. The details are actually on the Facebook page as oh, good, well, cool, uh, cool, and cool. it doesn't—it doesn't have to be money. You know, people can. I've had I've had uh, food shipped to me. I've had meat sent to me from around the country. Oh, sweet! Um, I've had yep. people send me. I've had people send me new world stickers, so I've got a big stack of uh, frying pans and roasting pans to give to people when they move into their houses. You know, you can use your imagination. It could be. Um, redeeming their flybys and, and sending me a voucher for New World or something like that. So there's sort of a zero cost to, associated to it as well to people that want to help out. But honestly, every penny counts, uh, and, and I make very good use of the money. I'm um, quite thrifty in my schooling, so any help would be really appreciated.
0: Um, is there a, a, any other – you mentioned New World there, but any other food suppliers in your area that, that... – uh,
1: No, we don't. Um, <laughs> we don't get support from any food suppliers. Okay, um, and, right. And, yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, I talked about the asparagus farm. That's an unfair comment. We get random bits and pieces from here and there. But unfortunately, right. a lot of the food banks and the big, the big organisations – Supermarkets and bakeries already donate to food banks and places like that, so they sort of say, "Well, sorry, we're not interested in helping random um,
0: Random, little grassroots Uh, um, like random
1: grassroots types people." Yeah, so so I have tried uh, and been um, turned away pretty much every time. Um, But at the same time, you know, if I'll I'll message someone and say, "Look." have you, have you got anything you can give me? And, I'll, and 50% of the time, I'll be pleasantly surprised and I've got a whole pile of cheese being delivered or something like that. So mm, people yeah. are wonderfully genera- generous. I have been um, thrilled with the response.
0: Well, Jane Morgan, um, who runs the dinner club in Napier, providing meals for displaced families in Hawke's and Cyclone Gabriel, yeah, all the way back in February. Thanks for coming on RCR and telling us about what you do. My
1: pleasure, Paul. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're
1: listening to or dislike what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's
0: 2057, or email us at inbox at We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.